Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Drake Bassett. The work that he's doing around helping keep our kids safe is just literally incredible. And so now let's shift to uh, my friend Jeff Duncan. It's Friday. It's right here on um, on Fridays on Coast View, and we're going to talk about the Saints. And let me just say this one, one last time. We're recording this. It's really important to say this because of the tropical situations. We're recording this on Wednesday for Friday. <clears throat> it's when we can have access to Jeff. That's why we're doing it today. We're going to talk about the game last week and what, what to expect as far as training camp these days. But we don't know at this time. We know that there are some models that say that things could really get hot in the tropics by, by Friday. You're either watching a storm or thanking your lucky stars. Either way, it's a good reminder to be focused on hurricane preparation, et cetera. Can't say that enough. Stay tuned to Super Talk to get more information about that. So now let's shift my focus over to Jeff Duncan. And just, just morning, how are you, buddy? Ricky, I'm doing great, man. Two preseason games down. And uh, as I told you before we got on air, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic uh, about the Saints uh, season. And I wouldn't have said that a few weeks ago. You and I have talked a lot about the Jameis Winston situation and how Taysom Hill would do. And for the most part, there'd been not been a lot of separation, but boy, there was serious separation in that last game. So what's the latest over there? Well, Sean Payton's keeping his cards close to the vest. As a matter of fact, he didn't even meet with the media on Tuesday after the game because I think he didn't want to have to answer questions about the quarterback situation. I think he knows right now uh, his decision is going to be Jameis Winston, uh, but he is always going to err on the side of caution as far as his game preparation. It's attention to detail, Ricky, and in his mind, uh, announcing his starter before the Green Bay Packers game is a detail he doesn't need to give up. There's nothing to gain from it, even though I think everyone knows it's going to be Jameis Winston with the way he played on Monday night. That was a lights-out performance, 9 for 10, two touchdowns and three drives and uh, a 157 passer rating. It's almost perfect. And and he knew everything was on the line there because Sean Payton had said early in the week that he probably wanted to make a decision after this game. So there's a lot of pressure on him. And I thought he rose to the occasion. He did. I mean, just as a fan and, you know, as someone who's watching games a lot closer because of our conversations what I worried about from the past games is that is that trend that, that that Kyle has talked about and we talked about last Friday to hang on to the football too long. And once again, you hear here you see Taysom holding on to the ball too long. And you did not see Jameis holding on to the ball too long. And it could have been something about the way they had their matchups and whatever. I don't know what's on, you know, what's underneath all of that. But man, did he get rid of the ball? He was absolutely unbelievably on the target. And then when you see the way that he's connecting with our new superstar Callaway, man, that's got to be something that the coach is saying, man, lick my chops, give me Michael Thomas back, you know, give me Alvin Kamara and all the other uh, tools they're not using currently. Whew, it could be, it could be a heck of a season if we could keep the team healthy, couldn't it? Yeah, that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm more optimistic than I've ever been. I mean, this is a very talented team but it's kind of top heavy they've got a lot of elite talent 
and the depth is not as great as it's been in past years because of the offseason attrition with the salary cap maneuvering. Uh, so this team is going to have to stay healthy. That's always difficult in this league. But the defense is just flat-out dominant. Now, they're going to be missing their best defensive lineman right now, David Onyemata. We know that for the first six weeks. They just had bad luck this week losing Jalen Dalton, who was starting in place of David Onyemata. So those are blows. I mean, he's out for the season. Dalton, he was a big uh, 6'6", rangy athlete in there. But I think they're so strong in that front seven, Ricky, that the quarterback is not going to have to carry the team the way, say, Drew Brees did during his heyday with the Saints. The quarterback here just needs to be a game manager, make critical plays in key situations, and just not mess up. Because this team's talented enough, as we've seen the last two years, to win games without just stellar quarterback play. They just have to not really give this team, put this team in negative situations. And I like what I'm seeing so far from Jameis Winston. But I would say one word of caution. I mean, Jameis Winston has had games like that before in Tampa. I mean, he's had the brilliant performances. I mean, he was the number one pick in the draft for a reason. He's got elite talent, especially with his arm. But it's the inconsistency you worry about. So I caution everybody while it's easy to get excited uh, he had a lot of those big games like that in Tampa and then couldn't sustain it. So I'm a little more cautious about uh, ordaining him right away as the savior just because uh, I know his track record. Well, as you and I have talked about before, and you wrote it in your book about uh, Peyton and Breeze, that you have to have a Ph.D. in offense to play in this game. And the good news is he didn't just join the team. He's been waiting in the wings, learning, you know, sort of recalibrating the entire decision matrix that he may, may have used before has changed dramatically under Sean Payton. And, you know, the mental game and the progressions and all these things that you've taught us about that are important to this game, he's had a chance to do that. So hopefully, you know, he can we can break one and, and get some points on the board. But as, as a general rule, just play relatively conservatively. Don't make big mistakes. Let your stars do the most of the work like Alvin Kamara and others. And John Ray, who is uh, who was with uh, Gulf Coast uh, Furniture and, and, and Supply Company. He and I and Jeff had a chance to visit during one of the breaks a second ago. And um, he asked, John asked a question about Michael Thomas. And you said something I didn't I hadn't heard before, that he might be coming back sooner than we expected. What's the latest on Michael Thomas? Well, there's just optimism with how far along in his recovery. I mean, there could always be a setback and, and push it back. But right now, he's ahead of schedule. And uh, all signs are encouraging for him to come back. What will probably happen with him, well, what will happen with him is they will put him on the active roster at the end of camp when next week they have to get down to 53-man limit. And then after a waiver period is over, they will place him on injured reserve. Same thing's going to happen with Will Lutz, the, the kicker. Uh, they have to be on the 53-man roster. But then once they put on injured reserve, they don't have to sit out six weeks like they do, like they've had in the past. Because of COVID, uh, the league has implemented new rules that allow players to come back whenever they're ready. So that's a good sign. They don't have to rush him back, and they don't have to lose him for six weeks. He can come back on his own timetable. That seems like a good rule, incidentally, independent of COVID. So maybe they'll they'll you know keep that as a permanent. 
piece of the overall action. And it's, it is going to be interesting to see how this team does. Um, my son, Jordan, has has been critical. He likes Michael Thomas, but he's been critical of him as a as a growing prima donna on the team. And I think there's this there's this um, perception about him. You and I have talked about that in great detail. You know, um, did he get his money and, and start to act a different way? You said, you know, point you pointed out and corrected that to say one of his best years happened after he got his money. But whatever's happening with him, there's been a lot of effort to try to fix that, hasn't there? Well, there's been a lot of communication between him and the organization. You know, he's rehabbing in Philadelphia with the specialists that perform the surgery on his ankle. And that's a very tricky injury, those high ankle sprains. Uh, but he is a diligent worker. I mean, nobody will criticize Michael Thomas for his professional uh, professionalism and the way he goes about his business. And that's why he's ahead of schedule right now. Uh, but you have to be encouraged by the way these young receivers have stepped up with him out. And this is something the Saints said internally. They kept saying, hey, we feel good about our young receivers. I think everybody on the outside was skeptical. And we're starting to see why they were confident with the way uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey and uh, Jawan Johnson has moved to tight end now. And he's a threat at tight end. And we know Deontay Harris can make plays. And then Marquez, Marquez Callaway, uh, he looks like a number one receiver right now. Uh, can he do it when it when the lights come on the regular season, we're going to find out. But he certainly looks the part of a number one receiver. What happened to Kevin White? Well, he obviously had a couple drops. He didn't have his best game. This is a guy that they're, I don't think they're counting on, but they'd love to have him in the lineup and in, in the receiving core because he brings something, the deep speed that they really kind of lack right now. So we'll see. I mean, they're not going to give up on him after one performance they've seen enough in practice to know that he does have the athleticism on the perimeter that they really lack so we'll see he's going to have to have a better game obviously this week he's going to play a lot against arizona on saturday you know what's interesting about him because we're we're just getting to know him obviously i didn't know much about him until we started reading about him but he has a physical presence about him when you when he when he lines up on the on the line man you you i mean he, i can see why they like him and uh you know he didn't become a really I mean, he didn't become such a high draft pick and 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 do as well as he did early in his career aside from the injuries uh not being able to catch the ball well, he was the number seven overall pick in the draft. So there's a reason for that. And the Saints have done this in the past. I mean, that's what Jameis Winston is. Uh, you know, that's what Kevin White is. There's a, you know, you draft talent. You bring in talent. Somebody saw enough in Kevin White to make him the seventh pick in the draft. Saints feel like get him in this building. Maybe he can project to be a part of their depth chart. Uh, we'll see. He's got to perform. As Sean Payton always says, I've got to see it. So he's going to have to perform on Saturday against yeah. the Cardinals. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this sort of positive air that we see around the Saints these days. We'll talk a little bit more about the defense, man. It's, it's really impressive what we saw last week. We'll see you after this break.
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend, dear friend from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, Jeff Duncan, covered the Saints longer than anyone else. And uh, he really has some great connections. He's got a good eye for for what's wrong and a good eye for what's right. He's really good at that. So anyway, hey, one of the things that really, I know you mentioned during the break, and let's will acknowledge this, that Jacksonville, you really can't say Saints are going to beat every team with their defense based on their performance against Jacksonville. I get it completely. But, you know, the defensive backs were a big question mark coming into the season. And you've seen in, in both of the games so far, you've seen some pretty good play from the defensive backs. So what's your current read on that situation? Well, I think there's still a need of another cornerback, and I, I know they'd like to address that position. Uh, King Crawley right now is going to start opposite Marshawn Lattimore, assuming Lattimore is going to be available. Uh, nothing yet from the NFL on his uh, potential discipline, so that's probably a good sign as far as him starting the season in the starting lineup. King Crawley's played well this camp, Ricky, but uh, you know we've seen him before. He tends to lose his confidence very quickly if he gets picked on, and he is going to get picked on, rest assured, in the regular season if he's starting opposite um, Marshawn Lattimore. We're going to find out a lot about if this is real or an illusion, what we're seeing from Crawley. And I know the Saints would still like to bring in another veteran anyway if they can. And if they can't orchestrate a trade, uh, then I expect them to be very, very active in the, in the waiver wire once the cuts are made after this third preseason game. If you're a Saints fan and you really want to know what's happening with the Saints, you cannot beat NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. The team that they've amassed there is just incredible. Sign up for the Saints letter. I put this in one of the posts that I did, but sign up for the NOLA.com, Times-Picayune, Saints letter. Uh, you'll get it every morning in your inbox. It gives you kind of a lot of context about the stories that have been written, and then it gives you links back to the stories. I highly encourage it. I mean, it is a big-time tool for me to be able to use. And one of the stories that was written, I think Luke Johnson wrote it, was about Ken Crawley and his confidence level and, you know, how that waned. And But you know what was interesting? And you saw the post about that. But what was so good about the story? It's just well-written. I mean, your team, you're surrounded by really good writers that have good eyes for things. And you, it's not just you know, looking at the stats and what do they tell you? It's looking at sort of the psyche and the deeper story behind each player. And I thought the way that he wrote about about uh, Crawley in particular was just a really good story. And it, it gives you a sense that he's got the talent. If he can, if, the, if that swagger can stay there, he's got a great opportunity to really be a major contributor to this team at a time when we really need him. Yeah, and look, going back to your earlier point, Ricky, that Saints newsletter, I agree with you. I mean, it it's a great way to follow the team because it comes to you. It comes in your inbox, got all these uh, stories linked just for you. So it's kind of an easy way to follow the team. And um, I highly encourage people that are Saints fans to sign up for that newsletter. But getting back to Crawley, yeah, I, I, I'm encouraged by what I see. Uh, I'm just still a little skeptical because I've seen him during the regular season and I know what kind of pressure he's going to be under because I know opponents are going to come after him. And then behind him, you've got a rookie, Paulson Adebo, who, who has also played very well, and he looks the part. But it's just a whole different level of play once teams start game planning for you, once teams start targeting you. 
Uh, what we're seeing right now is kind of a dress rehearsal, very vanilla. So it, it, I just caution everyone, what we're seeing sometimes doesn't trans over, translate over to the regular season. So you mentioned uh, a defensive lineman going down for the season, I might add. And, of course, when Troutman went down and he gets carted off, you think, oh, my gosh. So what's the latest on him? Well, Troutman, I think, is going to be okay. I've heard here in like maybe three weeks. That's early prognosis. So that's a good sign. Uh, he, they really need him to be healthy. I mean, he's a big part of their offense. And Jalen Dalton, unfortunately, is out for the season. He tore his triceps in his arm. He had a partial tear. Now it's completely torn. And that's really disappointing because he was going to be the replacement for David Onyemata, and he was really coming on. I mean, a 6'6", massive human being in the middle of the defense who also is very athletic. And that defensive line is just – I can't believe how good they are. They, they might be the best line they've had since I've covered the team. And that's saying a lot. I covered back when Leroy Glover and Norman Hand and Joe Johnson were there. But this unit's lights out. I mean, Jacksonville, Ricky, they just stopped trying to run the ball. They could not – run and gain a yard so they just started passing it through 58 passes in the game uh, because they couldn't run the ball i think that's going to be a very common refrain against these saints you can't run on their front seven but they're vulnerable in the secondary so people are going to test them in the secondary and that's why i think cornerback remains a concern okay so if Jameis is named the starter is it your thought that simeon would be moved into that second role that backup role and that they would put uh Taysom back into that swiss army knife role what's the what's the thinking on that well i mean sean payton's not saying i mean he's not talking about the quarterbacks at all i'm guessing that's what would happen but simeon has not had a good camp i'm not sure what the confidence level is in him right now being the backup i wouldn't be surprised if they rolled the dice with the young rookie in book because he's clearly better right now than Trevor Simeon. I love st he's kind of small, actually. Kind of reminds me of Drew Brees, but you st see him on the sideline. He seems so darn confident. Just he just people seem drawn to him. And man, as we've reviewed before, his numbers coming out of college are unbelievable. So anyway, we'll talk more about him in the future. And we'll be interested to watch what happens over the next few days. And uh, as usual, Jeff Duncan, you are the best. Thank you so much for giving us access to you and sharing your incredible knowledge with uh, the people of Coastal Mississippi. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Ricky. We'll uh, talk again next week after uh, the third playoff game. Be a lot, uh, preseason game. Be a lot to talk about. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.